Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. Fantex Line brought to you by Edgar Snyder and Associates, a personal injury law firm where they always say there's never a fee unless we get money for you. Thorne Dickerson here, Pat Bostick, Jeff Hathorne. Joining me throughout the duration of the show, Nicholas Harry Callis is back there as well. Guys, watching C.J. Stroud take on the Baltimore Ravens, it was 10-10 at halftime. Um, obviously, D'Amico Ryans and the, the Houston Texans, they they made themselves noticed this year. They lost the game. They uh, uh, obviously got beat in the second half and beat significantly by the Baltimore Ravens, but Lamar Jackson is playing at a high level. C.J. Stroud seems to be uh, here to stay. Then you go over to the NFC, and you have Jordan Love, and you have the Detroit Lions and Jared Goff. You have Tampa Bay and Baker Mayfield. Uh, 49ers are the 49ers, and then last night you have Mahomes and Josh Allen. So with that, with that being said, and in, in watching the games this weekend, how far are the Steelers away of playing that type of football? playing at that level um I know we could sit here and that we could wrap the segment up in in 30 seconds and say well it's quarterback but there's more that obviously goes into it than just quarterback how far away are the Steelers knowing what their roster is right now and knowing what uh their obviously quarterback situation is are they a lot farther than we think are they a lot closer than, than we think um and do we see them actually being a part of that next year I I think they're when you look at these two AFC teams, the Kansas City-Buffalo game, and, and you watch the level of quarterback play, I, I don't think you can say anything but they're they're pretty far away from, from that level of quarterback play. Now, what I was saying to you guys off the air and trying to explain is I, I think their mold is more Detroit, San Francisco, right? They, they've got to build – they've got to build everything. It, it, it's not going to be – put the ball in Pickett's hands or, or Mason's hands, whoever it is, and, and let them go win the game. They, they need to play complimentary football. You know, when I, I can't help but watch Detroit and think that's what Pittsburgh needs to be. right? It's a team that's ferocious on defense, great pass rush. They run the ball incredibly well. The problem with the Steelers has been the last few years, they have not run the ball well to start the season. It's been late in the year. They, they've got to find a way to get off to a faster start with that uh, because, again, I, I think that opens everything else up. This is not a team, in my opinion, right now it's built to drop back and throw the ball 45 times a game like Kansas City or, or Buffalo can. Listen, they can compete with playoff teams. They beat Green Bay. They beat Baltimore. They yeah. beat Cleveland. All are, were playoff teams this year. Um, but their margin for error is so much slimmer than others. They need to develop more depth. And I, I think they're getting better in that regard. They need to get um, more – of what we see in the second half to Pat's point of from the offensive line, that needs to be something sustained throughout the course of a season because that's how they're going to win games. They're going to wear teams down 
They just don't have the offensive talent like they did a decade ago when they had the killer bees and like they they were humming offensively. They just don't have that, and that is not going to change overnight. No, it's not. And and obviously they've they drafted Kenny Pickett, and he's going into year three of his four year contract. And by all indications, are that he's going to get the ball to start twenty twenty four. You know, you build around him. I think that offensive line could use fortified and, and get get some supplemental help in there. Obviously, they got some young pieces like Broderick Jones that and Sayamalu was a great add. Give me another Sayamalu up front that that's going to be a tone setter, so they can pound the rock and and play action and you know, that'll be a key part of this new offensive coordinator. But they don't have Ben Roethlisberger when it's go play backyard football, and, and that's you know Ben is very similar to the two quarterbacks you watched last night. Mm-hmm. You know, the way he played, I mean, run around, make plays, extend them. Maybe not quite as fast as Allen or Mahomes, but similar. Uh, the Steelers don't have that right now. And then defensively, you know, they're as disruptive as anybody. They created turnovers at a high clip. That that needs to continue. But to me, the blueprint is very much more NFC looking than it is AFC looking right now because if you think you're going to fight fire for fire fire with fire in the AFC right now with these quarterbacks the way they are you you've got to find a way to balance that out competition wise and short of making a trade or getting getting one of those guys I don't see one in the draft and and they don't have one on the roster playing that that level right now drag them down in the mud that's right that's, that's what the Steelers have to do drag them down in the mud because yeah if they try to play a shootout with I still think they can be explosive off of that they have Pickens. They've got Deontay right. Johnson. They've got Fryermuth, but the the disconnect was wh- where's the play action? Where are the shots down the field off of that ground and pound mentality? They put those two th- things together. They can beat Buffalo. They can they can compete with Kansas City, but they've got to play the game on their terms. If you place the playoff quarterbacks that we saw yesterday on the Pittsburgh Steelers, how how does this season look? And like, do you think that the quarterbacks that played yesterday, if they were the Steelers quarterback with the Steelers roster, as you're saying, would they be in the same spot? Like, could Baker Mayfield get the Steelers to the no. divisional round? Could Jared Goff get the Steelers to the divisional round with the Steelers roster as it is now? Obviously, could Mahomes, could Mahomes yes, yeah, that's, Mahomes yeah, that's where I thought you were going. I'm like, yeah, yeah. I mean, that, that was a. There's only one way to answer Jordan the Love. Or, so yeah. say if Jordan Love was, you know, the, you know, the the draft pick instead of. Obviously, Kenny. Is he getting them to the divisional round with the Steelers roster? I think so. I think that the Steelers have better, better talent than maybe Green Bay. That's just me on I, offense. I, yeah, I don't think they have better play calling than Green Bay. Right at all. So, present company, present staff included. Yeah, I mean, maybe they were playing at a higher level than than Kenny or Mason were. You know, both Jordan Love obviously was peaking towards the end of the season, and Baker Mayfield, but. You're talking about Matt LaFleur, you know, that really built this offense around Jordan Love and, you know, a new coordinator in, in Tampa Bay, you know, playing pretty conservatively for the most part with with Baker Mayfield. So, yeah, I, could they win another game? Sure. But they don't turn him into a Super Bowl contender. Well, I, I'm going to draw the equation more to Jordan Love because he and Kenny, both draft picks, both work through the system. They let Jordan Love go out there and make mistakes. They allowed him to be right. a quarterback. Yep. They didn't say, just don't lose us a game. Right. And and for as much as, listen, Kenny could have helped himself better. I think the mentality when he, most of the times he was out there is, hey, kid, don't lose us the game. Don't take chances down the field. And whereas with Jordan Love, he made mistakes early because he was allowed to. And look what happens 
when you allow them to play. You figure out more about them. And that's and that's we discussed this last week, but I'll say it again. That's why it was such a waste last year because you know nothing more about Kenny Pickett after two years because you didn't let him you didn't let him make mistakes last year. Where do, where do you think that came from? Do you think that came from Tomlin? Oh, do you think they came 100%. from 100%. Then how, why did why did Tomlin let Mason play the way he did then? Because they were desperate? Because they were desperate. Well, he, he even said it. Mike Tomlin said that there wasn't a tomorrow. He he was saying that he said that at his, at his you know, end of the season news conference. There wasn't a tomorrow. We were playing differently. We're riding the hot hand and Mason knew there wasn't a tomorrow. Right. For Kenny it's you know, and Mason made the throws. He did. Credit to him. He made, he made a but couple of really nice throws. But it's easier to make throws. those throws from that mental space. Whereas when you're when you're being told, "All right, protect this. Don't turn it over." You know, and you're you're a second-year player on a team that's, you know, at the time, I mean, I mean Kenny's last couple games, people act like he threw four picks and was awful. Like he was 7 for 10 against Arizona and I know they lost that game. He threw for 278 the week before against Cincinnati. Should have been 300 and a touchdown if somebody would have caught the ball. And let's look at the three defenses. Again, Mason has to make the throws. Cincinnati, not so good defensively. Seattle, eh, defensively. And Baltimore didn't have all their pieces in there defensively. Again, had to make the throws, but it wasn't like he was facing some of the defenses like a San Francisco that Kenny had to face opening. Right. And I just think, again, for them, their blueprint needs to be they you get good at something, and and that's where I felt like the Steelers were not weren't anywhere near that the past few years. Let let's let's get an identity, and th- their identity later in the year was running the football. That that was the biggest difference in their production was fifty plus yards a game added on the ground. But what sucks, Pat, is that at the end of twenty twenty two. They found the same identity, and they go into 2023. Right. Do they get enamored by the preseason? What was it? I because so. they didn't bring it I in the beginning so. of 2023. Well, that's what sucks. And and you could point to play caller. You can point to you know production or, or development of offensive linemen, what, whatever it might be. Each of the last two seasons, they were a vastly different offense at the end of the year, particularly in the run game, than they were at the beginning of the year. There's got to be a reason for that. that that's why this coordinator hire – is so pivotal because, again, in the NFL, it's not like you're going to be able to you know send your whole team off and get a bunch of new guys in the transfer portal. You know who you have. You know what the identity is. Get somebody that can run the ball, has proven play action in their in their repertoire, and, and that can take this offense and take it to another level to start next season. Not restart, we're going to draw it up in the dirt, and we're going to be a new team. You know who they are, right? Mm-hmm. But be good at it from day one. Be good at it from day one. Find out your identity. That's why Detroit's where they're at. They are. They're going to bite your kneecaps off. That's <laughs> right. how they play. That's exactly what they look like. I don't. The Steelers can be the Detroit Lions. There's no reason they can't be as dangerous a team as they are. And Jared Goff. I mean, people wrote him off. I mean, people wrote him off. They were out of L.A. They traded him for Stafford. Look at him now. You know. I mean, he wins a Super Bowl. He might be a Hall of Famer. Fan Twitter brought to you by South Hills Kia in Peters Township. Visit them at southhillskia.net. Coming up next, we'll take a quick glance at the Steelers' uh, free agency and the free agents of the Pittsburgh Steelers and what they could add or uh, who they might lose in the whole free agency market. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. 
Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Ben Morning Show brought to you by Armstrong Comfort with Matt Mertz Plumbing. Thorn Dickerson here, Pat Bostick, Jeff Hathorne, Nicholas Harry Callis behind the glass. Jeff, you got it pulled up right there. Uh, who's set to be free agents for the Pittsburgh Steelers? Um, who could have an opportunity to come back and resign? Who should they go after? Um, what positions need filled and what positions need bolstered? Who you got on your list there that are set to be uh, free agents for the Pittsburgh Steelers? It's really the leanest year in terms of impact players and free agency, which is a good thing for the Steelers. They got almost everybody they want under contract. Two starters, not including Mason Rudolph. Obviously, Rudolph is one that everybody's buzzing about right now. What's he going to do? He's a potential backup quarterback. What What is his role going to be? But Levi Wallace and Montrevious Adams are the only other two starters. And then the best special teamer in the game right now, Miles Killebrew. Beyond that, I mean, you're looking at backups. You know, Chandon Sullivan, maybe you could technically call him a starter at times. Um, but Miles Boykin, Michael Walker, Quan Alexander, Marcus Golden, guys that are backups you might want back. But, but when you look at their salary cap and anyone that freaks out, oh, they're $15 million over the cap. The good thing is they don't have a ton of free agents that they we're talking about backup people that have to come in at this point. I mean, you got to keep Killebrew. You got to find a way to keep him. I mean, obviously he he's he up when football pro. games, all pro player. Um, got to keep him. But beyond that, I mean, you, you start to figure in what, where you might draft, what positions you you might lean on. Like I think about linebacker. I mean, they've really plugged holes up with veterans, Cole Holcomb, and I'd like to see him draft a guy and get it right. Right, I mean, you got to get it right. You know, give me a, a Patrick Queen style player, or a, you know, well, someone that's a plug and play yeah. as opposed to Mark Robinson, who you knew was going to be a project. Yeah, mm-hmm. get, get me, get me one of those those dogs from Georgia and and throw them in there and let them play. I mean, that that's you, you think they might go that direction, and, and thus then it makes your decision for you from a free agency perspective. Let me see if I can get this out the right way that I want to ask you guys this question: What position do you think is best suited? to target in free agency and what position you think is best suited to target in the draft? Like, is there a position that's like, I'd rather have a free agent player that I pay money to play here instead of drafting somebody to play here and having them get up to speed outside of quarterback, obviously. Well, I was going to say, assuming you, you released Trubisky, I would say that, you know, backup quarterback, I would want someone with some experience 
yeah. that position as opposed to a draft pick. But beyond that, um, what about like what about like tackle? Because I, I I always felt that I'd rather unless you were a top ten or top five pick at the tackle spot or even you know top fifteen, I I would rather have to I would rather pay a tackle that I've seen do it for a couple years and just break the bank and be like okay like you're you're there you're set. Um, I know that you can do this instead of kind of guessing. I mean, with Broderick Jones, you know, he got it. He had to get. It took a little bit of time for him to get in. Now that was on purpose. I don't think it was more him than the team wanted to bring him on slowly. But he's not playing his natural position. I, I think that, in my opinion, tackle would be a position that I would rather pay than draft, say, in the late first round. Yeah, I, I would. I would agree with you. I, I think there are certain positions, corner, linebacker, to a certain extent, that are are more instinctive and reactionary and and you can guys can can plug and play you look at Joey Porter Jr but you look at the Steelers offensive line I don't think with any without any there's no doubt their best offensive lineman is Sayamalu free agent they picked up I'd like to see them get a veteran guy that can come in there and and play left tackle or could swing to right if Broderick's ready uh, I I don't think you you start with Dan Moore again next year you know you look at Okafor is probably going to be gone. I mean, they've got to retool that offensive line a little bit. Is is center a position of need? Their track record in drafting that position has not been great. Um, I, I, that is where I think the learning curve is steepest outside of quarterback is up front, particularly if if you're on the edge and you're in a division where you're you're facing one of the more exotic defenses in Baltimore and the best defense in the league in Cleveland. You know, twice a year. The sticker shock with tackle, though. Is is tough, man. I mean, some of these tackles that aren't great get big contracts because it's such a valuable position to teams. That's my only concern. When you when you don't have a ton of money to spend, can you spend that on a tackle, or do you draft one that you can you can build? Maybe it's not even in the first round. Dan Moore wasn't a first rounder. Obviously, it hasn't exactly worked out the way that the Steelers have wanted to as far as. But he has been a starter for a few years. Maybe there's there's someone else. Um, I like corner. If it's not quarterback, it's corner for me. Someone that has some experience in the league because, you know, Joey's going to go into a second year. Give me someone else experienced. And, you know, even to the point where if you get rid of Sullivan, you don't bring back Wallace, you dump a safety or two that you would want somebody back there that's been there, done that. Or assuming they're bringing Pat Peterson back, right? And he's playing safety. That's or is he a, playing corner? Because like, I think to that's me, a I'm, six million dollar save if you decide that you know what, Pat. I'm fine with them at corner right now. If I, I think they need help up front. If you watch them early in the season, their pass protection was god awful. Was god awful. It got better as they started running the ball better, which it naturally should, and playing some some leaner defenses. But if you're not sold on Broderick Jones at left tackle, you've got to go out and get one. You've got to. It's one or the other, in my opinion. If if Dan Moore's trotting out there, you know, and they get in some firefights with teams and got to throw the ball, I'm very concerned. Look at the beginning of the Cleveland game. I mean, first play. First play. It's it's a turnstile over there. I mean, and PFF graded. I mean, he's one of the worst rated left tackles in the football. It is too important a position not to. You basically need to mortgage your future on that position. So, so I, the way I look at it is I'm going into the season or I'm going into the draft with more penciled in. But And I don't have to reach for a tackle. 
But that's a position I want in that first round. But yes. I'm not going to reach for it because when you reach for it, you end up with Kendrick Greens and people like that because, oh, my God, we haven't drafted a center. Uh, Kendrick Green. Yep. So draft a center or pay a center? For me, I, I, I see, you know, what is it, Landon Dickerson with yeah. with Kansas City and mm-hmm. how well, well he's done. Creed Humphrey. Creed Humphrey. Or Creed Humphrey. Uh, with Kansas City, Dickerson with uh, Philadelphia. It depends on what's there. I mean, it's going into the last year of Cole's contract. So if the center's there, great, take it, and you can make a move. If he's not there, you still got somebody. So that's where I think the Steelers are in a decent position having all these guys sign that they don't have to reach. And it becomes a cliche, but it's so true because the minute you start drafting for need and you're like, oh, man, we've got to get this position – Almost always you pick the wrong guy. Stan Moore allowed eight sacks this year. Eight sacks. I, I don't see how you can roll with that. And I don't know. I don't think you can move him to the right side. And I don't think that's the answer. I mean, I, I think Broderick's your left tackle. It's just can Dan play the right side? You're not going to keep Chooks. That saves $8.7 million. I mean, Chooks isn't going to be around. But w- I mean, you could find a cheaper right tackle than left. If you're looking at free agency, yeah, it just depends on your confidence level in Roger Jones, who you drafted in the first round. I mean, you don't draft a guy in the first round to be a right tackle. No, he's got to be your left tackle. Therefore, you can go get a piece, get a right tackle, and get somebody proven and probably draft interior, which there should be plenty of options. You know, I, I just think it's a very interesting offseason. Brady. Favre, Warner, Manning, and maybe somebody else will all have something in common. And those guys that I just named are Hall of Famers. Would you consider this guy a Hall of Famer if he does match what they did? Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did. We talk to Doug Whaley every Wednesday, but you can have dinner, drinks, and cigars with him during a private dinner at Ala Familia Blue Pearl Cigar Lounge on January 29th. You get a great dinner, wine, cigars in the lounge, along with unfiltered conversation oh. with a former NFL GM. Call Ala Familia today and reserve a space, 412-488-1440. And how many times are your and Adam's best conversations with Doug's Doug ones you can't air? Oh, Every day. And there's your opportunity to have those conversations with Doug. He has some great stories. I yes, mean, he some, does. Of the, some of the things that he's he's seen in Buffalo, his time in Buffalo, oh. like I mean, you know, interviewing certain people, and obviously at the combine, the the, the Senior Bowls, and Rex Ryan. I mean, there's a lot of character. Doug's Doug's been around. He's seen a lot. 
Be a good time. He's seen a lot. He's a great dude. Be a good time, guys. We're talking about this off air. How so? So say the say the offensive line stands how it is right now for the Pittsburgh Steelers. How would you each reconfigure it if you can make the best combination of the offensive line? <laughs> You're pointing at me. I would put about forty pounds on Darnell Washington and make him a tackle. Maybe forty five. Right. I would bump more inside. Doran, you brought up the point of putting Daniels at center. He's played center before. Uh, Broderick Jones moves over to left tackle. And you draft a, draft another tackle. But then you have three, potentially three Georgia tackles, with Darnell being the third. I don't hate that. I, I feel like he basically was a, you know, Detroit, and we saw Buffalo using six offensive linemen. That's essentially what they have with Darnell Washington on the field right now. It, it's one or the other. He's either got to trim down and get more – more fleet of foot, or he he needs to be what he is, which is a really good blocker and become a better one, get stronger. And listen, we've seen it happen before. And I know it's pro ball, and it, that typically happens in college, but he's got the body. I mean, you imagine him at left tackle at 330. I mean, he'll put your arms out, and he'll be like that little kid. You put his stiff arm, he's trying to swing at you. You can't even – we brought this up about a month ago, and you know what? If, if you're his agent, like I, I'm in his ear. I mean, you that's get how you paid, get, you man. Get to make a lot of money. You put on. I mean, yeah. he's being his he's third tight end or a starting tackle. Listen, from whenever we brought this conversation up a month ago, I got a text from somebody that said that Darnell Washington was around 278 pounds at the time. And this was during the season, so he's already around. He was already around. That's what he was playing. He's close. At. Darnell Washington, six seven two sixty four. Yeah, he's not two sixty four. <laughs> I mean, put put some put weight on that. Twenty pounds on him, make him three hundred pounds, and he could be a he could be a. I mean, he is a he is a big human being. There's been enough tape out there that you guys see in games. Trust me, there are no wheels there. I mean, but he's athletic enough to play left tackle. Yeah, and be right, out there and he's island. got great hands. You know, who else had great hands. Stephon Tuitt had great hands. Yeah, but I don't want him playing tight end for me. <laughs> right. You know, just because he has great hands and had a great reach. Don't get so enamored with him. And you know what? If he reports as eligible, he could be in a tackle that's eligible and could catch passes for you. Yeah. But I, I think that is – you've opened my eyes today, Pat. Wow. I'd like to open my own. <laughs> <laughs> Brady, Favre, Warner, and Manning, they've all won – or they've all been to a Super Bowl and won a Super Bowl with two different teams. Jared Goff is going to have that opportunity, guys. Uh, coming up this weekend, obviously, in the NFC Championship, championship game he's already went to a Super Bowl with the Rams got traded obviously for Matthew Stafford's never won a Super Bowl but has been to one um if he goes to another one he's going to be in the conversation of the guys I just named and all four of those guys that we just named um are Hall of Famers if we're talking about Josh Allen potentially being a Hall of Famer even though he can't even make it to a championship game is Jared Goff uh, embarking on being a Hall of Fame quarterback if he doesn't make it to another Super Bowl? If Jared Goff is a reason and a major reason that Detroit wins a Super Bowl, I absolutely think he is in that conversation. If Detroit wins a Super Bowl, we talked about Buffalo being a party. Oh. Can you imagine Detroit? Oh. And now they had the Red Wings and they had the Pistons and they had obviously the, the Tiger. They've, had, they've, had, they've got their share of success, but the Lions – Win a Super Bowl. If he wins the Super Bowl, he you, you might as well just give him his gold jacket. Yep. Listen, I, I have no love for Aiden Hutchinson, as a quick aside, but watching him just w look around the field. Take it in the moment. 
Dude, that place was, was that, cool as hell. You played there. Yeah. I mean, a, you know, that these are people that you know, traditionally come to games with bags over their head. Yep. Now they're lighting cell phone lights and you know, playing Journey and the place is just going nuts. It's a great stadium. It's too. an awesome stadium. Yeah. It, it's a it's a it's a great Except for when they run out of little Caesars. It's a great <laughs> Oh, is that whenever the, 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 yeah, it's the halftime of the it's halftime of the Little Caesars Pizza Bowl, and I like Little Caesars Pizza, little garlic sauce. <laughs> it's pizza. Um, they ran out at halftime. The hell are we doing? All right. As another quick aside, one of the great Stanley Cup stories of all times. They're playing the Red Wings in that triple overtime game. Yep. And of course, the owner of the Red Wings owned Pizza Pizza, owned Little Caesars. They ordered out for Domino's. Oh, the Penguins did. Wow, that's dedication. You know what? Speaking of, speaking of the it. Penguins, speaking of the Penguins, they blew a, a, a game oh, the other day, didn't they? We, we all to, picked we got, them to win. We we, we, we got to talk. They're up three the not, three nil, right? Two. This power play is a problem, Jeffrey. We got to talk about that next. Let, let, let's dive into the Penguins next and where they're at and the issues that are on the table for the Penguins. Fan Hotline is presented by Sullivan Super Service, Pittsburgh's trusted plumbing, heating, and air conditioning provider for over 50 years man the penguins they blew one huh jeff i mean they get they get to a point it's my fault why you jinxed it because i got back from doing tv still high off the excitement from that pit win and leslie's heading up to bed and it's two nothing i'm like pen's got this they got this they got this and then at the 10 minute mark it was it was tied it didn't even take, or maybe it was even three two by the ten minute mark. Like all of a sudden, it was just boom. It was it was done. Pat, you brought up a stat earlier, whenever we were putting the show together, mm-hmm. about the Penn's power play. Thirteen percent. Nineteen of what? One hundred and twenty six. I lost my tab here. Something like that in that realm. Now, whenever Carlson, whenever they signed Carlson, he's obviously a fantastic player. But to me, and I'm sure a lot of people, you thought that one of the biggest assets he'll bring to the table was changing the way this power play was. The only asset. I mean, that was you bring him in to change the power play that finally you're going to have that guy at the blue line. You're going to have – I mean, he's an all-star, 100 points. You know he's going to be a liability at times defensively because he takes chances, and he's not the biggest hitter in the world. But, man, on the power play, this guy put these all-stars together, and it's crap. 19 goals and 140 opportunities. Whew. And it's not all Carlson's fault. Right. No, I get it. But, I mean, but, you, I mean, I mean that, that's drastic right there. The only, the only relative solace you can take is that their opponents are only 16.8%. But they're still losing that draw. Yeah, they've done better in uh, putting together a PK than they have a power play. With the talent they have and the offensive skill they have. Yeah, it's like they did it. You know, Dubas did a better job in finding third and fourth liners than he did getting his marquee guys. I mean, Riley Smith's been hurt. He's been inconsistent. And then Carlson has just been – and Graves has been oh, – it seems like Graves is starting to figure it out with the Penguins a little bit, but he even had a rough start. 50-minute mark on the fans brought to you by South Hills Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram Route 19 in Peters Township celebrating 50 years in the South Hills. What do you think they do with uh, Gensel when it's all said and done? Is he going to be here? Or is he trade bait? Like, uh, like it, would he I, – I feel like if there's anybody that they would 
move on from or to try to get assets back, I think he has the most to offer. He's your youngest star. But how many guys do you have signed a long-term big money deals? A, a number of them. If you think you're still in a championship window, Jake Gensel needs to be a part of that. Mm-hmm. Are they in a championship window? Well, they still believe it. That's why they sign these guys. But do they're in seventh it? place. Do you believe it? I think I, I think they can be a playoff team, and I think they can be dangerous in the playoffs. But do I think they're better than Boston over a seven-game series, or even Carolina or the Rangers? No. What, what's not without them taking a step back, and that's the thing. It's not even as much as the Penguins have to improve. They need to have things yeah. happen to other teams. They're falling behind, and that begs the question: What does the exit look like with Malkin, with Crosby, with at w- at what point? Does the rebuild really oh, it's start? A cliff. Where's the cliff? How far out are we? But I'm a listen. I would rather this cliff, where they, they just Throw try to go all sinking. in and then just bottom out. Yeah, because that's what got them to be good again. Yeah, they bottomed out. They were able to get all those high picks: Flurry, Stall, Malkin, Crosby, because they stunk. Yeah, middle of the two thousands, right? And that's what allowed them to rebuild. Well, uh, you're saying Cliff. Are you are you talking Crosby as well, or do you want Crosby for the transition period? Like, if he does have, I mean, I can't see what is he, 37 years old. He's a year older than me. I I think he's going to play into his 40s. That's just me. I mean, he's he's playing at a high level. Whenever you say Cliff, is he a part of that Cliff? Because if he's a part of that Cliff, then Sullivan's a part of that Cliff. Malkin's a part of that Cliff. Latang's a part of the Cliff. Do you want to keep? Would you rather? The cliff fall off and keep Crosby around for the transition of the rebuild. Here's the problem they're in. I want I want Crosby. You'd be crazy not to want him in any scenario. But no trade clauses. Who's going to want Malkin, Latang for those contract numbers? Oh, no they're one. big numbers. No one. Or you're going to have to give up so much just to to sweeten the deal that it's not going to make it worthwhile. You have to hope that these guys – find a a second half like Crosby played in the first half. Those two specifically in Latang and Malkin. Malkin's been so inconsistent. I mean, and the older he gets, the longer the stretches are of the inconsistency. And I think Malkin, the first move I would make if I were in there is I'm taking Malkin off the first power play unit. Yeah. And I tell him, you're not good enough to play on the first. And he's not going to want to hear it. Mm-mm. And it will be a big issue. But somebody's got to make that move. They got to do something different. Those are abysmal numbers. For if you if you just put it on paper and said we're trotting out this power play unit, you'd be like, "Damn, pretty good." Where would this team be if Sid still weren't playing at a high level? Oh, oh, I mean, the cliff might be. And, yeah, and to your the ri- cliff might be imminent. Right, and your and your original question about Gensel. I mean, Gensel's going to draw you some trade bait, but that's signaling a rebuild. For what exactly? Right. But are you going to rebuild with all these older guys on contracts? Like, it, it, they're at this weird spot right now where they they sign these guys, so you have to be all in. Yeah, so Malkin's making what six six and a half a year, and he's got two years left on his deal. And Latang's got what four years left on his. I mean, I think wasn't Latang's like a six year deal? So then you're going to have to re-sign Sid in a couple of years. Assuming that he still wants six year, thirty six million. What what grade do you give Dubis right now? From whenever he started here until to this point right here, right now where we're at. 
I mean, the season isn't over. Right, so I, right. I want to give him the benefit of the doubt. As we're at right now, I love some of the, the depth depth moves that uh, Anjelkovic, the Lars Eller, um, Achari. I think some of those moves have really worked. But, man, I mean, Carlson just wasn't a good – hasn't been a good fit. Man, they, they've got Crosby. They've got Latang and Malkin under contract till they're 39 years old. That's 39 two, two years, years old. Well, Tang's under contract through 27-28. Malkin, 25-26. Yeah, so, I mean, you you, made you, can live, you can live with that if it pans out this year. If it pans out this year that they figure something out, like, you can live with that and be like, okay, like, at the back end of your contract, whatever. Like, we got the most out of you when we needed to at the age that you're at, but it just looks worse and worse as the weeks go on. And they are only halfway through the season. And they have been playing better hockey over the last, yep. I don't know, 15, 20 games in general. They have been. So you hope that that continues and that, like I said, I mean, not to sound like a jerk, but you have to hope there are issues with other teams that bring them back to the pack. We're going to go back to the football. And to you have to do right by your situations. And – even if you know that you're very close, but you're not where you need to be, you got to make the right moves, and those right moves need to hit, and they need to make sense, and they need to they need to you know combine together to to make a successful program, to make a successful franchise, and to get the most out of your best players. And there's one team that really did that this year, um, that might see themselves in the Super Bowl. We're going to talk about them next. But first, fan weather brought to you by Sun Chevy. 2024 starts with great incentives on the Trailblazer, Blazer, Equinox, and Silverado. SunChevy.com today, high of 35, low of 12 with overcast. Tomorrow, high of 39, low of 31, also overcast. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives. Streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. 